0: Hey, this is Kyle Papano. I'm the pastor of Legacy Church in Orange County, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this message encourages you and it helps you experience what God is doing in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. Amen. Band, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. It's, it's nice to be led in worship with, with a live band. I don't know if you know that or not, but like some, some churches have to actually use uh, videos, and that's fine. I think, I think God will meet you in any way that you want to meet him. But it is really cool that we have a group of dedicated musicians that, that have said, hey, we're going we're gonna to set time aside in our schedule to make sure that we can lead people in worship. And so we're grateful for that. Hey, um, Grace mentioned it, and, and I don't know, Grace, if like, you saw my notes or something, but uh, I had a week. Anybody have a week? Okay, cool, cool. I I was curious because um, for me, like, when I fast, usually I feel really good, and I feel like God speaks to me, and and I can hear his voice, and I know what he's trying to do. And this week, I fasted, and it was the hardest week of fasting I think I've ever done. And I don't know why that is because I I think, um, well, I do know why it is, and I'm going to actually kind of explain some of it to you today, but uh, we set time aside to fast as a church family. Like, did did anybody fast with us this week? Cool. Uh, Those of us who fasted, I want to encourage you, continue on. Those of you who didn't, I want to encourage you to jump in with us. We are fasting one meal a day, praying that God would come through in some serious ways in our lives and in our church. Then one day out of the week, we're going totally without food, asking God to move on our behalf. That being said, uh, as I was... Studying this week, and as I was going through the week, I just felt like there was some warfare <laughs> that was going on. Uh, and apparently, I'm not the only one who felt it, but did you notice that something was going on in the spirit this, this week? It felt like as soon as we decided to, like a couple weeks ago, we gave in our expansion offering, we stepped out in faith there. It, it was almost like that was fine with the enemy, but then when we said, hey, we're, we're not just going to give our money, we're going to give food to see what God will do. He was like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I've seen this before. <laughs> Where have I seen this before? Oh, that's right. It says that Jesus fasted for forty days and forty nights. And it seems to me that when I am the hungriest, I am the most distractible. It seems to me when I'm when I'm hungry, it's easy for me not just to be distracted, but also to be hangry. Anybody else?" am I the only person who gets like angry or, or frustrated easily? Um, it does not take much when I'm hungry to frustrate me. This week it took a power cord. That's it. One power cord wouldn't behave the way I wanted it to. And it drove me up a wall. Um, I think this week we had eight people test positive for COVID in the church. They're not here, so don't worry about it. Uh, we, we had a bunch of people call and say, hey, I'm sick, or I'm not feeling well, or I lost a loved one. Someone close to me has passed away. Uh, I know that we have people who are praying for uh, breakthroughs in their finances. I know we have people who are praying for spouses to come into their lives. We have people who are praying for family members to come to know Jesus. We have people who are uh, experiencing a touch from God himself, saying, I really feel like the Holy Spirit touched me, and, and I, and I want to figure out what does that mean? So I just want to encourage you, don't get weary now. Don't get weary on the front half. <laughs> don't, don't get weary at all, but like, it, it's time to focus, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, Let's, let's really continue to push in, and, and I think there's some lessons in not just the scripture, but the, the rest of the Bible that we need to pay attention to. Um, I love that Matthew chapter 4 starts out by saying, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. Do you know what that means? It it means that God doesn't tempt you, but sometimes he'll lead you through temptation. Isn't that wild? He's he's not going to be the one to try to distract you. Like, he's not the one who's saying, prove your love to me. (laughs) Okay? But what he is saying is, let's make this love stronger. Let's make your reliance on me a little bit stronger. And he's going to walk with us through temptation. Then, like it says, after fasting for 40 days, he was hungry. Love that. Thank you, Matthew. Appreciate the insight. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. It's funny that after 40 days of no food, after an extended period of fasting and praying, the devil himself went to Christ himself and said, if... Isn't that wild? Like, they both knew (laughs) Jesus was who he said he was. But it took 40 days, really, it took no food in Jesus' system for the devil to have the gall to come to Jesus himself and say, if you are who you say you are. Let's not forget, they were both in heaven at one point. The devil was literally an angel created by God. So, the devil really knew who Jesus was. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. Jesus was one of the people who helped make the decision, you're out of here, man. And now, all of a sudden, Jesus is without food, and he's tired. I would imagine he, he was, it, the Bible says he was fully God and fully man, and if he's fully man, and you went 40 days without food, I'd imagine you'd be tired and weak and maybe a little hangry. And actually, I think he was very angry, because when the devil came to him and said, if you are the son of God, he didn't just do this once, by the way, in the rest of the story, he does this three times. He tempts Jesus three different times. One of the times, he says, throw yourself off this temple and see that angels won't come and catch you. And he's like, dude, I don't have to prove anything to you. And three times he says, it is written. So he says, not only do I, I not need to eat bread, but I live and breathe and exist on every word that comes from my Father. So, he he fights the enemy with Scripture. He says, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. I want to give you three helpful, um, they're not really tips, but they're just three helpful things that I have Found not just in this time of fasting and praying, but, but throughout the years. Number one is prayer and fasting is about us hearing God and us or God hearing us. Like it's it's a both and thing. Prayer and fasting is about us hearing from God and God hearing from us. I think it's it's a tandem work of the spirit when we pray and we fast. Will we take the intentionality of setting aside time for eating and say, God, we want to see you move. You guys need to know, I sent out a text to you this week, and I spent time praying over every single person on the list. And I don't mean like a cutesy little, oh, be with Xavier and with Kellen and with Grace. I mean, I, what I knew about you, I was praying over you. I believe that you were praying over me. Some of you actually texted me back and said, hey, I'm praying over you today as well. And I so appreciate that. When we pray for each other, we link up not just uh, here on Sundays, but we link up in the spirit. And we are able to do warfare together so that when we all have the same kind of crazy week that we just went through, we know that we are fighting not against flesh and blood. What are we fighting against? Principalities of Darkness. That means that there is a spiritual world that we are a part of. Dare I say we are first spiritual beings? We t- we tend to get um, our identities mixed up. And I love that Pastor Barber taught the kids this last week. Uh, Levi came home with a little passport, and uh, it says Heaven. You know, I'm a, I'm a citizen of Heaven, and I have a passport to be on Earth. And I was like, that's actually really cool. I like that. Because so many times we get our identity mixed up. We forget that we are first spiritual beings. We are first citizens of the kingdom. And so like we said last week, all authority in heaven and on earth was given to Jesus, and he says, you're going to do greater things than me. So therefore, we walk around with the authority of Christ. If that's the case, why did we have such a crazy week this week? Why did so many people come down with the vid? Why are we still dealing with this thing? You know what? I think it's just like the devil coming to Jesus. Now, I'm not calling COVID the devil. I think it's from the devil. But I think the devil's a lot worse than COVID. I just got to be real with you. I think it's a tactic that he uses to distract us. I think sickness is that way. I think uh, 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 financial strain is that way. I think problems in your marriage are that way. I, I don't think those are the devil. The devil is much worse than that. But I think he uses it to take our eyes off of what we're doing. Because if we are indeed first spiritual beings, then we have a responsibility to put the spirit first in our lives. And if we put the spirit first in our lives, then we have to focus on what he's doing in and around us. So, when Grace called me this week and said, hey, uh, I'm going through it this week, I got to pray with her. I know that when, when uh, Kevin called me this week and said, man, I'm going through it, <sighs> well, we got to pray with him. I know when Michaela called me this week and said, I'm going through it. It's been a crazy week, we get to pray. That means that there is something going on that all of us are constantly aware of in our own little being, but if we will partner with each other as we fast and we pray, we're gonna realize that this is really not about just me this is about all of us. We are spiritual beings and there is something going on in the spiritual realm. And I think that we have just put our finger on the pulse this week. We've got two more weeks of prayer and fasting to go through together as a family. And my prayer is this, that not only do we feel the pulse of what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in and through us, but we act on it. Because if we are spiritual beings first, then it is up to us to move with the spirit. I mean, check this out. It it literally says that Jesus was led by the spirit and the, the first thing that he had to do while he was led by the spirit in this particular story was go into the wilderness. He was led by the spirit to do something. Are we being led by the spirit to do something? So prayer and fasting is about us hearing God and God hearing us. Prayer connects me with God. Fasting disconnects me from the world. It's really cool when you partner those two things together. When you pray, it is an instant connection to the Father. But when you give up the most necessity, or the, 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 the what am I trying to say here, the necessity, the, the, the most necessary piece of life, thank you for bearing with me, I'm working on my vocabulary, guys. I, I'm sorry. If you can give up the most necessary thing for life itself, food, then you are disconnecting yourself from what holds you here. I think that's why when we pray and fast together, things start to happen. I don't think it's a mistake that we all went through crazy weeks this week. I think it's actually intentional. I think it's actually planned. And I actually think it's good. I think it's good that we have to struggle every once in a while, lest we forget that the entire Christ life that we are called to is a battle. (laughs) Jesus didn't call us to take up our cake and eat it too. He called us to take up our cross. He said, if you're going to follow me, you're going to die, so you might as well bring something with you that you can get comfortable on now. You might as well get comfortable with discomfort. You might as well get comfortable hearing my voice, following what I say, and then I can respond to you. Fasting, uh, it forces me to listen more intently and pray more rightly. That is to know the heart and the will of the Father ahead of time. Therefore, I get to partner with the Holy Spirit in a particular work. Ephesians chapter 6 says this uh, in verse 18, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. I love this. This is an encouragement from one of my heroes, Paul, in the Bible. But he says, pray in the Spirit. I want to encourage you, if you aren't praying in the Spirit, and you don't know what that means, it means to have the heart of the Father for a particular situation. That means when we go into our time of prayer, uh, and for some of us, it's in our car, for some of us, it's at our kitchen table, for some of us, it's, it's in our bedroom. But it means when we sit down, we are not bringing our laundry list of this is how it should go to God. It is rather us clearing that list, Deleting that note on our phone and saying, God, what do you want? God, what do you want for the seagulls? God, what do you want for Forrest? What do you want in me? What do you want in our church? And can I just tell you that I think if we pray this prayer adamantly, what do you want in us and what do you want through us? He'll answer, Jesus is rarely silent when it comes to things that he wants. That's just what I've I've noticed. Now, he may not audibly say it to you. He might actually put an impression on your heart. He might say it through his word. He might say it through someone else. But if we will pray and fast and ask him to move, I really do believe he will do those things. Prayer is about setting time aside not really this is fasting that you would usually use to do something else like eating and ask God to move on our behalf. It is after all a discipline and discipline is giving up what you want now for what you want most. So the second thing is prayer and fasting doesn't make you better than others. It makes you better than you. Matthew chapter 6:16 6, says this, and when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable (laughs) and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. Now he goes on and actually says, when you pray and you fast, make sure that you brush your teeth and you comb your hair. You don't look ragged. Make sure you look presentable. Please put deodorant on. Please brush your teeth. We want to hear the words of life, but not with the breath of death. Okay? Brush your teeth. When you fast, there's this stuff that like gathers in your mouth and your breath starts to stink. What, what they're saying here is don't try to draw attention to the fact that you're fasting. Because if you try to show people I'm holier than you, that is all you get out of the experience. But what he is saying is don't try to be better than others. Just be better than what you currently are. Now, I don't think that that salvation is a race for us to alone run to be better than we are. Really, salvation is us coming to God saying, I can't do that without you. I need you to speak to me. I need you to work in me. And so will you please change me? I've prayed that prayer this week. God, will you change me? Will you let me know what you want me to do? I love this. This is uh, from one of my favorite books in the world. It's called Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. And he says, The spiritual disciplines are intended for our good. They are meant to bring the abundance of God into our lives. It is possible, however, to turn them into another set of soul-killing laws. Law-bound disciplines breathe death. Jesus teaches that we must go beyond the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. Yet, we need to see that their righteousness was no small thing. They were committed to following God in a way that many of us are not prepared to do. One factor, however, was always central to their righteousness, externalism. Their righteousness consisted uh, in control over externals, often including the manipulation of others. The extent to which we have gone beyond the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees is seen in how much our lives demonstrate the internal work of God upon the heart. To be sure, this will have external results, but the work will be internal. It is easy in our zeal for spiritual disciplines to turn them into an external righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, but we are called to the internal work. So, yes, not eating is physical. Yes, prayer is a physical activity in which we are actually speaking out things into the spirit world. That being said, the work is supposed to be internal. The depth doesn't come from me showing you, I'm miserable because I didn't have breakfast today. Thank you, Susie. It's, it's a matter of I'm choosing to get up. I'm going to shower. You're welcome. I'm going to put on my, my clothes. You're welcome. I'm, I'm going to show up and do my job. You're welcome. And you're never going to know that the entire time I'm doing all those things, I'm talking to the Spirit, partnering with Him, saying, Where do you want me? What do you need from me? Put me in coach. I'm ready to roll. I, but can you believe this, Addy? I used to play basketball. I know I don't look the part. But I remember uh, there were a couple of times. Now, I, I played a very, very important role on the basketball team. Um, I made sure that everybody's seat was warm when they came back. Um, that, was my, <laughs> that was my lot in life. Okay? But I remember occasionally when we were either up or down by a margin the coach would let me go out and play for a few minutes because I couldn't screw it up that bad. <laughs> you, you shouldn't laugh as, as much, babe. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> You're so close. Um, but what he would say is, hey, let's take these guys out and let's put some fresh legs in. <laughs> like these were fresh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but I would get to go in and dribble the ball, and one time I even went the wrong way on the court with the ball. Okay, so I almost scored a basket for the other team. <laughs> Luckily, a teammate of mine came and swatted the ball from me so I couldn't score for them. Not that it was guaranteed that I would shoot and score at the same time. I'll get off that. It was the fresh legs part that got me because I pray that prayer now in the spirit. God, I know that there are people who are partner with us who are getting tired. Would you send fresh legs? Not just fresh legs for them, I want that for them, I want you to be rejuvenated, but I also want people to come alongside us and partner with us, and let's score some things together. Let's not score them for the wrong side, let's make sure that we're partnering together. And if we're partnering together in the spirit, it will happen, okay? Now, if you guys want some good reading, I highly encourage you to get the book Celebration of Discipline. You guys will not hear me recommend a book more than this one. I think outside of scripture, it's probably the most formative book in my spiritual walk with the Lord. It's, it's incredible. It's by Richard Foster, but what I have learned is the inner work only comes when I do it. Like I've got to commit to this. God wants to do the inner work. He says, I want to do things in you. It's a matter of you letting me do it. And when I'm hungry... Dude, I don't know what it it is. The work seems to be harder. (laughs) But it seems to be deeper. It seems to be more fruitful. And I want that in my life. Fasting throughout history um, was done for not just spiritual reasons, but it was also uh, for health benefits. That's not why I do it. I think there's some crazy cool things that the body has in it that when you fast, it begins to eat itself and, and provide for itself because that's what it needs to do. But I'm not doing this for health reasons. I'm doing this so that my spirit is clear, so that my spirit can speak and I can pay more attention to why is it that this week we had eight people come down with COVID? Why is it this week that we were all struggling with with our attitudes? Why why was it that this was the week after we decided we're not going to have food that the financial issues caught up from Christmas? (laughs) Why is it this week? Oh, you know about that, huh? Okay, good. Why is it this week when I start to have a bad attitude at the drop of an electrical cord? I think this is the thing we need to pay attention to. And this is the last point. Prayer and fasting allows us to do more in the spirit because we devote time and attention and spiritual activity to seeking his will and outcomes to our problems. Now, uh, some of you know we partner with... um, Uh, a larger church up in Victorville, and they have about 13 or 14 campuses that we like to partner with uh, to do different projects, and and they help us with some of our back office stuff, and it's been uh, really great to have them on board with us. So every once in a while, they will ask me to write a message, because every week, one of the pastors will write a message and share it with everybody else. Now, we don't preach their messages, but I like to participate in, in this every once in a while with them. And so this week, they asked me if I would write this message for them. And so I got to present this to the to the pastors, and I told them, I like to make my points small, so that people can take them home and remember them and and... It it helps you. I I don't know, maybe it's just me. It helps me. If I can remember like a little sentence, it, it really makes a big difference. Like prayer and fasting is about God hearing me and me hearing God. That helps. Okay? Prayer and fasting doesn't make me better than others. It makes me better than me. That's what I'm after this week. This last point here is not catchy, but I think it has some power. Prayer and fasting allows us to do more in the spirit because we devote time and attention and our spiritual activity to seeking his will and his outcome for our problems. I hope that the posture of our church from here on out is not to freak out about little things, but in every single thing that we do, we keep on praying in the spirit, saying, God, what do you want? What do you want? Where are you at? That's where I want to be. Put me in, coach. I've got some fresh legs. Ezra chapter eight, verse 23 says, so we fasted and petitioned our God about this and he answered our prayer. I love that. Because it gives me so much hope that when I'm giving up my favorite thing in the world like barbecue this week, oh, I'm gonna give up some barbecue this week to hear the word of the Lord. But it gives me hope that not only am I going to hear him, he's gonna hear me and he's going to answer us. I'm praying and I'm fasting for you this week. I'm praying and fasting for our church. I've not been quiet about it. I'm praying that our church gets a building this year. <laughs> yeah, the setup team says, what? <laughs> Ezra gives us, um, gives us hope. He said, we petitioned our God about this. We fasted, and he answered our prayer. Foster goes on to say this, prayer and fasting must be said in the same breath. If our fasting is not unto God, we have failed. Physical benefits, success in prayer, the undoing uh, with power, spiritual insights, these must never replace God as the center of our fasting. That is the only way we will be saved, from loving the blessing more than the blesser. Faith, uh, Faith says I'm going to set aside what I want for what God wants. It's always a step of faith when you give something up. Fasting is actually giving up food, but I think that there are things that we are all called to give up, and it's more than food. Some of you are going to be called in the next week to give up your preference. Some of you might even be called to give up your opinion. Some of you may be called to give up your attitude. Some of you may be called to give up your right but as spiritual beings first, it's an honor to do that. It's an honor to lay these things down. I guess what I'm saying is, I I, I want this experience that we have together as a church over the next two weeks still to come. I, I I want I want us to bond together deeper on a spirit level, where we all realize together that we are in this thing together. That this is a work that we get to do collaboratively with the Holy Spirit and each other. Fasting isn't about getting God's attention. It's about giving him yours. And I think if we will give him our attention, he's going to speak. Check this out. Did you know that prayer and fasting is a form of worship? Did you know this? That it actually says fasting is a form of worship. Check this out. Luke chapter 2 talking about uh, Anna, said, then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting. I never knew that. I never knew that my giving up food and praying is a form of worship. So I love I love musical worship. I love to throw up my hands and worship with the team. I love being on the front row with you guys today and, and worshiping alongside you because I feel like, ah, we're in this together, Yes. But then somehow when we partner together and we all are going through this fast, we're partnering together in the exact same way. That it's still worship to God. And if that example wasn't enough, then there's Acts chapter 13, verse 2. And it says, one day these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting. The Holy Spirit says, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So I'm believing this. There are people in this room right now. There are people who are watching with us right now that this week are going to be called into something. That because of your fasting and your praying, because of your fervency, because of your faithfulness to what God has called us to do as a church, you're going to be called out of something and called into something. In fact, I believe this. I believe there are people who are going to be called into ministry this week. I believe that there are going to be people who are called into the workplace this week because please don't please don't make the mistake of thinking that ministry is a 9 to 5 job that a pastor does okay the bible says that there are five gifts given to the church one of them is the pastor but the pastor's main job is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry that means that all of us regardless of our occupation are ministers right so that means that target you're a minister. We we got a lot of target people up in here. That means that while you're selling your goods at the next fair, you're a minister. It's it's more than just a like jersey that we put on. It's got to be an identity. It's got to be us realizing that it doesn't matter where we are, we are ministers of the gospel. But I am believing this, that if we will pray and seek the will of God here this week, people are going to be called this week. I think God is going to drop things in people's hearts to start businesses, to write books, to extend the the reach of ministries. I'm believing that God has more for each one of us. Did you know that in Ephesians chapter 2, it says that God planned things for you to step into good things. Good works is what it says for you to step into any them before you were born. Let me ask you this. Are you going through your week, every week, looking for those things? I hope that fasting and praying this week, you start to look for the things of the Spirit. Just like I said in Matthew chapter four, we started this off, Jesus, led by the Spirit, had to go. I'm just curious. What if we put our name in there? that Greg, led by the Spirit, would go. That faith, led by the Spirit, would go. I want this so bad for you, but I can't do it for you. I think that's the hardest part about um, being a pastor is, is so many times I can, I can help people by telling them this is what the Bible says. It, I, the hardest part of being a pastor is not getting your own preference involved. Okay, It's about reading scripture and helping people, coaching people towards Christ likeness and, and equipping them to do the work of the ministry. But one of the other hardest parts is realizing I can't do this for you. You've got to choose to do it for yourself. Now, I know that there are people here right now that have chosen this for themselves, that we are going to pray, and we're going to fast, and we're going to devote not just our year, but our lives to what God wants to do. And then I know that there are others who have come to me and said, hey, I want to focus this year on my relationship with God. I haven't taken it very seriously recently, and, and I want to see what he can do. Well, I've got good news for you. The entire mission statement of our church is for each person to experience what God can do through you. He has good works for you to step into. My question is this, and as the band comes forward, I want you to think are you stepping into those things? If He created things for you to do, are you stepping into them? Better yet, are you looking for them? Are you ignoring them? Or are they flashing lights at you like, hey, over here? Well, Pastor Kyle, that's weird. Yeah, you know what? It it is. I try really hard not to be a hyper-spiritual person because they kind of freak me out. But I can't deny who I am. And I'm a spiritual being first. I have a responsibility to listen to the Spirit first. I, I want to see what God will do in and through us together. I want to see what God will do in and through our church together. Last week, we, we together wrote down three different things uh, that we were going to be focusing on in our prayer and our fasting. And how did that go? Anybody? Did, did anybody really feel like, hey, I prayed for these things and, and I had a huge breakthrough this week? You didn't? Awesome. You did as well. And so did Ryan in the very back. Hey, I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, those of you who have kids, we have dads that patrol the entire campus to make sure that your kids are safe. And not necessarily just from creepers, but sometimes it's from coyotes. <laughs> and so uh, we, we call them the pop patrol. So Ryan, thank you. Appreciate what you're doing, man. He's making sure our kiddos are safe. Um, if you didn't see a breakthrough this week in the three things that you were praying about and and I know like Pastor Barbara was telling me she has like a laundry list of things that she's praying for if you didn't see a breakthrough in that don't get discouraged I mean it it took Jesus 40 days to see some breakthrough and I think what was really cool about his 40 day fast was it wasn't like he went and, and fasted and then was tempted three times and then that experience was over I think that fast, the things that the father spoke to him in those moments, carried him for the rest of his ministry. So I'm believing the same thing for us, that God's going to speak things to us this week that will carry us, not just through the end of next Sunday, they're going to carry us through the rest of our lives. There are things that God will speak to your heart over the next two weeks that are going to carry you through your marriage. There are going to be things that he's going to speak to you that's going to carry you through your career. Because if we believe that we are spiritual beings first, then the spirit gets to reign in our lives. He gets to decide what we do. And so I'd love it if, if we could do this. I, I want to anoint people with oil today. And I'll tell you why. Last, last Sunday uh, we, we talked about uh, prayer brings access, it brings authority, and it brings anointing. And I think that's super important for us to to continue to live in. And so I I want to anoint people because I want you to know we're praying with you. We're believing that the Holy Spirit has something for you. But more than that, when we anoint people, oil in, in the Bible always represents a blessing, a prosperity, a breakthrough. And so whether you're praying for your finances, whether you're praying for your fiance, whether you're praying for your job, whatever it is, I'm believing that God has something for you. And so I'm actually going to ask if pastors Phil and Barbara and Brittany will go to different parts of the room and some of you can be up here and, and I'll be up here. Uh, but if we want to go to the back, you're more comfortable going to the back, go to the back. But we want to uh, we want to pray with you this morning and I'd like to anoint you with oil because I'm believing that God is going to do something in this time that's going to carry us the rest of the life of our church. Better yet, I'm praying that God will speak something and put something, instill something in us that will carry us until he comes back. How cool would that be? My mom started praying this year, like, God, would you make 2022 the year you come back? And I was like, yo, I got some stuff I want to get done. But when you surrender and you say, God, whatever you want, then okay, I'm comfortable with you coming back. I'm cool with whatever you want. I hope you'll join me in that prayer. So I'm going to have the pastors uh, either come forward or go to the back, wherever you guys feel comfortable. Uh, I know that there are people who would rather be in the back praying, and that is totally fine with me. But I would love it if if we're, we're going to sing a song here. Take this song, and let's pray together. I, I want this to be an experience, like a faith experience for us. Not just this moment, but this, this prayer and fasting thing that we're doing, because... I I feel it. In the same way that I felt the frustration and the struggle this week, I feel that there is a breakthrough coming for people. I'm feeling like there is something that is going to break in the Spirit if we will dedicate ourselves to the Spirit's work. And I know that uh, there are people who are with us online, our online family today. There are are prayers that you're praying that God is going to use, and He's going to break through something this week. And here's what I want you to do. If it happens this week, will you text me? I want to know about it. We want to celebrate with you, we want to come alongside you. If it doesn't happen this week, I want you to tell me hey, I'm still praying, I'm still asking, I'm still seeking, I'm still knocking. And we're going to continue to do it with you. Love it if you bow your heads for just a second the most important part of our entire service is right now. <clears throat> it's the moment where we get to invite people to join us in this Christ life. And so I just want you to know that if you have not accepted the Lord as your, as your Savior, that will be made available to you today. In fact, right now. And it says, all you have to do to be a part of the family of God is believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and then confess it with your mouth. And so I'd love it if we'd all say this prayer together. Dear Jesus, please come into my life. Forgive me of my sin and make me like you. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, died to set me free, rose again and is coming back to get us. Amen. If you just said that prayer for the first time, I want to be the first one to say welcome. Welcome to the family of God. We are so proud of you. And if you would, raise your hand if you said that for the first time. And if you said it online, would you put the little raised hand emoji? We want to celebrate with you. We want to pray over you. But more than that, we also want to make sure you have a Bible. By the way, if you don't have a Bible. Make sure you contact us. We've got we've got some here for you today. You can walk out with one, uh, this morning. Now, those of us who call ourselves Christ followers, we've got to go a little deeper. I was telling the crew beforehand uh, this morning, the atmosphere that we want to set here is not surface level. I want to see us go deeper, and that means praying harder. And so I want to encourage you today. I want you to get out of your comfort zone, and I want you to find somewhere. Maybe it's here at the altar. Maybe it's with one of our pastors pray and it's gonna i'm gonna ask you to get a little uncomfortable and to get out of your seat and find a place to pray i want to give you just a couple of minutes to do that by yourself we're going to sing a song and then i'll come back and close this out but right now stand to your feet with me and let's find a place to pray um i don't want to forget those who are joining with us online because uh, i see that alex is with us the banks are with us um We've got Kevin with us, trying to see who else is watching with us. Uh, Melissa Hunt is with us. Um, God, I I pray your blessing over those people. And if I was in the room with them, I'd anoint them with oil, but I'm trusting that your spirit can break the time, space continuum, and you are with them in this moment. And so I pray an anointing over them. Father, over, uh, over Melissa Hunt and her family, You know the things that are on her heart. You know the things that we've been praying about this week. And so I pray in the name of Jesus that you would act on those behalf. Father, for John and Sandy and for Michael, God, I pray that you would answer every prayer that they are praying. God, that they would hear a yes and amen to the things that you are laying on their heart. And we are coming into agreement with them right now. Father, I thank you for Alex Cardoza who is watching with us. God, whatever you are doing in and through him, we partner with him and ask for your will to be done in that situation. God, I'm grateful for the the Ivaro family and I pray that you would uh, continue to heal where healing is needed, that you would repair what needs to be repaired, that you would bring redemption to what needs redemption. So Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would heal Kevin from head to toe, that you would heal Mark from head to toe, that you would be in that family and powerfully move so that they would understand you are still in control. But even if you don't, we still give you the glory. We still give you the honor and we still give you the praise for what you're doing in and through our church. Father, I pray that the next two weeks of prayer and fasting for us would be a powerful moment in our lives and our relationships with you, that we would understand that there is another level that you are calling us to. And so, Father, I pray that you give all of us the strength and the ability to press forward. Spirit, we want to work with you definitely don't wanna work against you. So I pray that this week we would understand that we are spiritual beings in a spiritual realm fighting a spiritual battle and we happen to have physical bodies. So God, would you bring heaven here this week through us? Bring the breakthrough that we need this week. We love you and we trust you and it's in your name we said together, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, leave a comment and rate this podcast, but make sure to give us five stars. In the description, you can find the website, the socials and all that good stuff. Special thanks to those who give generously. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. If you'd like to partner with us, you can click the link in the description below. Join us live on Sundays, either in person or on YouTube or Facebook, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening.